people struggle with being up front as well. They're just trying to be polite. Mm -hmm. But if you give them the opportunity to actually tell you, hey, where do you stand? And I think we should all do that business. Even with a client, don't let them walk away saying, do you think this could be a good fit? Because now you've given them permission to be honest with you. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of the fluffy stuff with us today. Ruben, Kanya, how you doing, Ruben? Fantastic, Joe. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I'm glad to hear you doing fantastic, and it's my pleasure. A little bit about Ruben. He's a full-time business analyst. He's been investing in real estate for five years. He's a licensed realtor, and he's the director of Invested Talent. He helps investors find large apartments. His website, experimentrealestate.com based in Atlanta, Georgia. With that being said, Ruben, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure, no problem. So thanks, Joe, for the intro. As far as my background goes, man, it's funny because I'm usually on the other side of this mic. I basically used your formula from the best ever syndication book of pretty much being a super connector in my networks. So the way I started was to literally bring it full circle. I said, I want to get started in real estate. Now, as we know, real estate is super broad. So I started experimenting in a few different avenues. I was involved with a rehab early on. I had graduated school. And then when I said, I want to start real estate, I experimented. And I think before you experiment, then you can kind of go deep. So I got a taste of what I wanted to go into wholesaling. I worked with the flippers. And then I had a multifamily broker who really took me under her wing. That's when I just got licensed. So I got my license to always be an investor. And then what ended up happening is I put it out there. I was on bigger pockets. I was like, Hey, realtor for the investor. And little did you know, that was the thing that let people come into my network. But I did the whole thing where I set up a meetup no one showed up. <laughs> Only my sister was there. And uh, but I did, there. But you know what? I was smart because I had a backup plan. I said, let me just bring my sister in case no one shows up. And we had a great bonding experience. because like, And so that was great, right? She was like, okay, here's the coffee and the, the donuts. All right, let's take it back with us. Um, Lots of donuts for her then. <laughs> absolutely, right? So it was a bonding experience. Always win-win. But what ended up happening is as I started, you mentioned earlier, I'm based out of Atlanta. That's where I got my license. I've always worked while doing it. And so I was always bouncing into every weekend, just working under that broker's wing who I started doing an open house for her. And that's how I saw that she was a multifamily. And I asked her, I'm like, Hey, can you teach me a little bit more about how this works? And she's like, well, yeah. Can you dial? And I'm like, absolutely. I can. (laughs) So when I started dialing, I really started to understand the language, the really being understanding how an investor thinks. So I guess I prefaced my introduction by saying I'm a student. And that's how I came in as a student. And I'm still a student and I invest or help other investors because I have a tool and that tool was to get access to deals. And at the same time, being an Atlanta commercial board of realtor, if I don't know, I reach out to people in my network and that kind of a authoritative figure by association, which is the exact same thing that I do as the host of the real estate experiment podcast. I didn't own a piece of real estate when I started the show, but it was to get close like you, Joe, right? Mm-hmm. Practitioners. So that's why I really resonated with your story because that's what exactly what it was. It was all positioning. And mm-hmm. now I've been able to help 
I guess my positioning is a little bit unique in the sense that I'm kind of forming relationships with people who are not at the large scale level yet, but they're looking to get there. So they want to be like a Joe or like a Grant, but they're starting with duplexes, tries and quads. So I've been able to foster those relationships because they understand the vision and the realtor for the investor. And I've made relationships with these folks and helped them get into apartments or small multifamily. Like it's not really considered multifamily, even residential, I should say, triplexes mm-hmm. and the quads. But then we have this long-term partnership where we're all in the same boat where, hey, when we're ready and we find that right deal, we can all pull the trigger together. Mm-hmm. So it's been kind of a really cool thing how it all comes full circle. And that's pretty much the high level story of who I am as a student early in the game, I should call when I'm in a room with you, it's very humbling, but a practitioner who's willing to learn and then be a resource to his community. Mm -hmm. Lots of follow-ups for this. And thank you for sharing the story. So you're playing the long game. Clearly have any of your clients who you worked with initially on the smaller deals, gone up and done larger deals? Yes, absolutely. So there's been one where I've had the relationship where it was, we were working on a duplex together and then we ended up working on the 30 unit together. So I mean, large is all perspective, but I think for me, what's really interesting is to your point is that fostering that relationship where when we do want to tackle the big boys or the big gals, (laughs) not to discriminate in the hundreds (laughs) units and the two hundreds, We've already fostered this relationship for over a decade where, oh yeah, well, Ruben helped me get into my duplex and then I got my quad and then I got this. So of course I can do what we know as being a limited partner or a general partner in a deal. So to your point, I'm really glad you picked up on that. And I don't know if I was that clear, but you picked up on it because you interview well. That is the game that I'm playing, the long-term game where we're actually growing with the relationship and we all have the same mindset of growth. On that 30 unit, were you the broker who was representing your client or were you also a partner in that deal? I was not a partner in that deal. I was an associate broker. And that's, again, from a learning perspective, the way it was structured, it was literally, hey, Deborah, you've been doing this for 40 years. We come across this deal, we're talking, and what do I need to get in alignment to help my client who I've helped in the beginning where it was on my own, but then now Deborah, who was my mentor, She was able to foster and really initiate that deal. But then it's like, who helped me get there? Oh, well, it was Ruben and who brought on his associate broker who helped foster the whole deal. So that is where I came in. I've done as a limited partner, but that was me going into something where we didn't have that previous relationship. But I do feel like I value the whole growth of, hey, this is me and so and so. And we've kind of grown together and we're looking to kind of grow our portfolios together. That's the whole goal of all these masterminds and meetups and and me helping them along the way. The woman who helped you out, who is the multifamily broker, is her name Deborah? Did you say Deborah? Yeah, Deborah Harris. Shout out to Deborah Harris. Shout out, Deborah. Oh man, she's she's amazing. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. As your portfolio grows, you need financial management services you can rely on to help you save money and continue making the right choices for your company's future. Realestateaccounting.co's top-tier CFO team uses their deep industry and operating experience to guide real estate syndicators, investors, and family offices through every pivotal moment and crucial decision. Their fractional CFO services include budget to actual, cash flow and distributions, and reporting and valuation. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO to find out why REA is one of the fastest growing real estate accounting companies around. 
The real estate experts provide timely analysis and consultations to help you make the most informed decisions possible. See and trust where your portfolio is headed with the customized financial reports based on the KPIs that matter to you and your business. Try it risk-free today at realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. So when you approached Deborah mm-hmm. and she said, can you dial? Yeah. I'm assuming that you did a lot of cold calls. Is that yes. a correct assumption? Absolutely. Educate us on how you got the list, who you called, what type of responses you got from those calls. Would love to hear those stories. So I quickly learned that in this space, and this is, again, learning on your feet that you're not going to get by with when you're calling property managers because <laughs> that's obviously a threat to their business. So you asked about the list. So first, there was a list of she had been in business for 40 years. So she had a list of a lot of people. Everyone's looking for deals. So that wasn't the hard part. It was connecting the dots of the first deal was like, okay, understand their criteria. So I'm calling these folks who had worked with her before. Is her criteria the same? Yep. Ruben, stay the same. Who are you? Oh, I'm working with Deborah. Oh, fantastic. Yep. How's Deborah doing? Et cetera. Great. What's your criteria? Oh, well, we're still looking in value add price per unit. They're giving you the entire criteria, which then for me as a newbie, I'm like, oh, okay, this is the criteria that I should have for myself. If I'm looking to invest, this is how these investors are really looking at cap rates. This is how they're really looking on the cash flow. You have to be very good with looking at a balance statement, the income statements, the rent rolls, et cetera, et cetera. So you got really familiar really quickly as to how the game is played. Now, the other side is inventory. Mm. So getting access to CoStar, great, but those aren't good enough (laughs) because you realize really quickly, these aren't the deals that they really want. Everybody wants the off-market deal. So for me, that was the biggest learning exposure because there's no way I would have gotten that kind of exposure from scratch. And I'm sure you can attest to this. I mean, we talk about mentorship all the time. You kind of just speed up the process of getting access and getting exposure and getting your feet wet right away. So that was really, really big. And again, as far as the feedback, it's tough because I think it kind of also shows you who's really playing the game. So you talk about proof of funds. You talk about what is your current property management company? Is it going to be self-managed? You talk about all these pieces that you realize need to come into play to make a deal that's a lot more complex than just a residential deal. And for me, that was the enlightening. Okay, great. Again, I love this because you're buying businesses, right? So the underwriting, et cetera. So that was the biggest aha. Okay, great. I understand. I'm starting to really understand the game. Let's talk about the inventory aspect of it. When I asked that question, I was referring to the inventory, but it was interesting that you were talking about the owners too, which makes sense given mm-hmm. your role. 
So you had demand, but you need to supply the inventory in order to meet that demand. And you said you got CoStar access, but you said that those weren't the deals people were looking for. They were looking for off-market deals. So how did you find the off-market deals? Oh, again, you talk about long-term. It's fostering the relationship with the existing folks. Again, you have your five-year... 10-year strategy, where are you at in the process? Where are you currently looking at? Are you looking 1031? What's the next step for you and where are you at in the phase? And I think that's the way to do it. We'll pivot to this conversation later because you ended up getting a deal off of a podcast after and that's a whole different story. (laughs) But it's tough. It's a long-term game because it's not like, hey, Ruben, I'm so glad that you called. I wanted to sell my deal today. We had a gentleman who was kind of a six-month play because it was like, well, right now we're trying to turn over a few units, right? Trying to get the maximize the amount of value that they can get on the exit. So they're in the process of finalizing their project. So you got to keep in touch. Hey, how's it going? Are we good for a timeline? So I guess to answer your question, it's a long-term mm-hmm. nurturing of the relationship. It's not like this, hey, I'm so glad that you called. I had no one else in mind here. (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't that be wonderful if every seller that you spoke to said, yes, you're the only person that's called me about this. I'd love (laughs) to sell to you right now. And I love that you mentioning and reminding us that is a keeping touch long-term relationship play. And I want to ask you more about how you kept in touch. But before we get to that, just so I'm clear on how were you getting the information to reach out to these owners? Was it CoStar or was it a separate list that you created or was it something else? Yeah, it was a separate list that was created. I had an Excel document of calls, follow up, here are the notes. So absolutely. And I don't know that <laughs> looking back, I don't know if that was the best way. Where'd you get their information to put in the Excel document? Her book of business. From so before. Four, yeah. four decades of experience oh, oh, gave yeah. you. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. And again, this is a very interesting conversation, right? Because it's how does that look for everybody? I'm very curious. Right? That was the access that I had, right? And again, for me, I'm coming in and I'm new, and it's like, this is the data that I have. Some people might have some other better systems, but this is what I had, and this is what made sense. And again, it could be a phone. I know that that's one thing in the notes. I kind of save, okay, I just call this person in the Excel form and it's in the notes if they call me back. There's big database, whether it's Excel or, or whatever you're using was a big database. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about the follow-up then. Because as you said, when you call them, something else is going on or they've spoken to multiple people who are offering a similar proposition that you're offering, which is to buy their property or to list their property. So how do you keep in touch and what's the frequency in which you keep in touch after the initial phone call? I'm glad you're bringing this up. It's a few ways, right? So when I'm on the phone, it's like, hey, what best way to reach you to call or are you okay with a text or different forms and points of contact keeps the relationship going. Meeting people in person versus, I guess now, obviously it's a very different time, <laughs> but meeting people in person versus having a touch point with a text and making sure you're making a note of those touch points, right? That's just as important because... You don't want to call someone and you find out that, oh yeah, you already told me a month back about this, but I'm asking you again. Every relationship should feel genuine and it should be. Therefore, on their birthdays, write down their, that thing that they told you about that's going on in their life and bring it up again. By the way, how did that go? Oh, wow, you remember. We're in the people business. So it's really important in the agency. I do this all the time as well. Anybody, if they tell you something, I try to make a note of it because 
that's going to be an easier touch point for me to leverage. I'm going to be traveling for the next three weeks. And if I call you in two weeks, that's insensitive. You told me you're going to be traveling in three weeks. Mm -hmm. So I need to make a note of that and foster the relationship just like you would with any one of your friends. Mm -hmm. You're always building momentum with them, regardless of how long it was since you spoke to them, because you're stacking each experience on top of the other experience and building on it because you're referencing it. And one thing I do with investors when I speak to them is I'll take notes. And when I speak to them, say a year later, I'll mention, yeah, I take notes in my calls. And I wrote down that you have a daughter and it was her birthday. How was her birthday this year or whatever? That way, I'm not pretending that I've got all their stuff memorized. And I feel like that's even more of a genuine approach because if they're like, man, how do you memorize all these birds? Well, I, I don't. I have it written down. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I, I proactively say, hey, I, I write this down. And people, I think, appreciate that too. Yeah, absolutely. And I have a hack for everybody. If you're listening to this, your phone is the best database in the world. And it's already there for you. Depending on what you have, whether you have Android or iOS, go to the notes section or even in the company description. I've written paragraphs. And it, you don't have to have paragraphs, but to your point, I have a guy, I have his grand, his granddaughter's name in there. So anytime I'll be like, how's so-and-so? I don't want to say her name now, but how's so-and-so? And be like, oh, no kidding. Yeah, I'm so like, wow, that's really cool. I'm like, yeah, I just take a lot of notes. You're in the business of people and that's what it should be as well. If the deal happens, great. And if not, and I hope we can talk about this real briefly, your branding, your personal branding of like caring and being genuine matters. And that echoes, you'll get referrals just for that reason, because it's how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. So that's important. Yep. Of course it's true, but I wholeheartedly embrace that, especially as an owner of an apartment building who receives phone calls, they're going to come across a lot of people and those who they emotionally connect with. And you want to root for the person because you want to do business with them and you want them to succeed because you like them. And if you want them to succeed because you like them, then boy, they've got such a competitive advantage over the others. So I think one big takeaway on this is for all the off-market deals that we're trying to get direct to owner, we've got to have a dynamic where the owner is pulling for us and wants to do business with us and wants us to succeed. And the way to do that is to develop a genuine relationship with them and to stack the experiences on top of each other and remember that it's a long game that we're playing with them. And we're not a unique individual on the first call to them because they have a lot of other first calls, but we are becoming a unique individual and someone who stands out the more calls we have with them and the more we stack those experiences. Absolutely. What's been a challenge of yours, the biggest challenge as it relates to commercial real estate and being a broker? The timing, right? I think we talked about it. I think it's depending on when you make that relationship, you might've fostered a, a relationship with someone who's just gotten to a project and it might be a five-year play, right? The timing is key. I think if you ask me, frankly, obviously it's the inventory. I still have people who reach out to me. Hey, I'm looking for deals. I'm like, no kidding. Everybody is, right? <laughs> uh, I'm like, oh, you want to start investing in real estate? No kidding. Me too. Uh, so I think that, and I don't even think that I'm qualified to answer the question because I'm still learning, Joe. 
it's such a learning curve. Well, from, and, from your standpoint, though, because yeah. you've helped you've helped broker a thirty unit. Is that the largest yeah. deal that you've helped broker? Yeah, because there was one that was kind of separate. I was like a seventy unit, but we did the forty unit first. But you are in the game, so yeah. from your experience as a broker, it's finding the inventory. Yeah. I would say that's finding the inventory and, and some might have other issues, but for me, relationship part comes easy, mm-hmm. but that timing is key. That timing of, yes, the time is right. And the other side, you're a matchmaker. That's what you are as a broker. You're a matchmaker. It reminds me of Judy Robinette. I interviewed her around episode hundred. I don't remember which one it was exactly, but she wrote the book, how to be a power connector. It's exactly what you're talking about. It's connecting the dots We talked about how you stay in touch, but we didn't talk about the frequency in which you stay in touch. When you have the initial call, and I heard you on, if they tell you I'm going on vacation in three weeks, you're not calling them in three weeks, but just what's your standard process for following up with the person after the initial call? Typically, touch point, you want to be there at least once a month. I'm getting at least 12 touches with one individual. Now, if they're going to be away, then that's different. Now, aggressively going into it, I had a large list. So that was such a tough question too of like, all right, do I hit everyone once (laughs) through this list of like a hundred contacts or do I try to go deep? And I would say deeper is always better. I had a interview with a guy, his name is Phil M. Jones, and he focused on the maybes. If it's a no, it's no, it's not right. Move on, right? But the maybes can be converted into yeses. And I love that because I feel like you can kind of go into your database and sort out the people you want to pray are more likely on the same page and kind of go deep with them. So those guys, not everybody's equal. So one of the things we ask is, hey, hey, is this something that you're considering in the next quarter, end of year or two year, right? Because now you can segment your database based on that. And that's very important that you actually have that conversation because you might be talking to someone who's just trying to flatter you, he or she, and they're trying to be polite because people struggle with being upfront as well. They're just trying to be polite. Mm -hmm. But if you give them the opportunity to actually tell you, hey, where do you stand? And I think we should all do that business, even with a client. Don't let them walk away saying, do you think this could be a good fit? Because now you've given them permission to be honest with you. And I think that's really important. Then based on that, you note your database, you can be a little bit more, hey, I'm thinking the next month or the next quarter. Well, that person, you better on top of it because that next quarter, if you say next quarter, don't call them next quarter. Check every month to see, hey, is it still next quarter or is it earlier? Because it might be earlier. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to say there's a one fixed role, but I think if you can segment it into those sections, and I hope that was practical advice that someone can apply, segment your database. And based on that, obviously work around the one-offs where people are not available, et cetera, based on what to tell you, but then be a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more moderate and a little bit more relaxed based on the feedback that they give you. That is a powerful question to ask. Powerful. Thank you for that. And the question of, is this something you're considering in the next quarter, the end of the year, or in a couple years? And listen to what they have to say and then segment accordingly. Thank you. That's ammo to the arsenal for off-market deal finders. Taking a step back, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? It's not even going to be about real estate. It's going to be about the people behind the real estate. It's all about rapport building. Sounds kind of corny. There's a lot of properties and there's a lot of realtors. There's a lot of brokers. There's a lot of owners. So what's going to separate you from the pack is how you treat them. So I would say in one word to keep it simple, I would say relationships. And then 
to piggyback on that rapport building. Once you build rapport, and I know we haven't talked about this, even having people on my show, on your show, you're building rapport. Oh, remember that time we were on the show? That was fantastic. I actually remember it was like March. Great rapport. That's a building block for a relationship. Another touch point that you can touch on. That episode is doing fantastic, by the way. Great. How's Denise? It's relationship and rapport building. Double R. You won't forget. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. First, quick word from our best ever partners. Do you manage your own rental properties? If you do, or if you're about to, I want to tell you about Rent Ready because I'm guessing they have some services that you wish you had. Rent Ready is a property management software that allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone. With Rent Ready, you're able to collect rent online and get paid, find the perfect tenant with the built in screening and listing service, and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using Rent Ready's app too. They can pay rent using the card, ACH, cash. They can set up auto pay, get renter's insurance if you require it. And they can even build their credit score through Rent Ready's new credit reporting feature. And the best part Rent Ready is unlimited. That's right, all of this is flat priced. There's no tricks or hidden fees. Rent Ready is designed for investors who manage their own properties so that you don't have to worry about paying more for building your business. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And Rent Ready has given us an amazing deal to pass on to the best ever listeners. You can get Rent Ready's annual plan for only 54 bucks at rentready.com when you use our special code BESTEVER. That's R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com with the code B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R at rentready.com to get Rent Ready's annual plan for only 54 bucks. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com. Best ever book you've recently read? Well, I'm going to go to my favorite book ever read. It's Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco. It's an acronym. Every business needs this. Control, entry, need, time, and scale. What's the best ever way you like to give back to the community? Through mentorship. I know that people might take that as, oh, well, you're not even that far. I don't feel like I'm ready for a mentor, but I feel like if you're two chapters ahead and you can help someone who's never done something, that's a form of mentorship and that counts moving the needle forward for that other person as well. How can the best ever listeners learn more about what you're doing? Well, you can find out about me and what I'm doing at experimentrealestate.com. We also have an agency there that also helps real estate investors launch their podcast, edit the content from there. So that's the best way to connect with me. And then if you want to see my day-to-day, what's going on, you can go to The Real Estate Experiment on Instagram, The Real Estate Experiment. And that's where people can see me and what I'm doing on my day-to-day. I love talking about your approach to finding deals because as you said inventory is the biggest challenge with most people right now most investors and you gave some very practical tips for helping everybody who is listening 
be more effective in their outreach when they're speaking to potential sellers. So thank you for that. Thank you for sharing your story. I hope you have a best ever day, Ruben, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate what you're doing. Keep crushing, my friend, and blessings to you and the family, my friend.